What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. In the middle of the intense pressure I put on myself, which, if you've been listening, you know spills over to how I look at everything. And sometimes for me, that means I look at my life and feel like I'm off track completely and I have no idea what I'm doing and I repent on all the choices I've made so far. And in the middle of that negative downward spiral and invited hell that perception can play on us or that moments of mood can make us view everything as, the one way I have consistently found to short-circuit all that negative energy it's the main takeaway is to ask myself a simple question. What if life was the same as it was and familiar and comfortable instead of different and difficult? And it's funny because even with the negative state that I'm in that can make me regret all the decisions that I've made in my life and have to plainly accept that I've made a bunch of bad choices which has left me and made my life not a match at all to what I imagined for myself by now, even in that negative state where I regret all the choices I've made to get here, I still cannot deny that the now, no matter how messed up or off track I consider it to be, is still better off than being where I was. And not because where I was was bad, but it was what was familiar and comfortable. And for me, different is always better than known and comfortable. And like I said, sometimes where I was, was comfortable. But even that comfort erodes your joy. At least for my personality type, if it doesn't come with growth and becoming. So the compensating factor that short circuits all the negativity that I'm viewing my current life with is just the simple fact that I would rather take different and new challenging chaos than the old and easy and familiar one. And maybe we're not all programmed the same way. Maybe you value certainty and comfort more than you value growth and significance. And I doubt you listen to me for more than one of these episodes, if that's the case, to be honest. But I really, really believe, even if you think you're the type that likes certainty and comfort, I really believe as humans we never really have the luxury to find a comfortable little niche to occupy and exist in. Or you will start destroying that little comfortable niche if you don't find growth and different. I really truly believe that. Anytime you stay somewhere too long, it's not just that you're not evolving. It's actually that you're dissolving and decaying. We are meant to be on the move. We are not trees. So any new chaos is better than the comfortable known chaos that we so often cling to. And when I think about this, the idea of my old job and career is what first comes to mind. And because I was in that industry for so long, and I have lots of friends and connections in that industry whose updates I see on LinkedIn, and that very much becomes the source of clarity for me that no matter how off track, 
and how messed up I consider my life to be and finances to be today and not what I expect, that at the least, at least I'm not doing the same thing I was five years ago. And to see posts of people who are lifers in that industry, who I knew 15 years ago to be talking and doing the same type of role and still doing the same type of activities, just thinking about that life and being so connected to it still and being, having it visible to me on LinkedIn and the clarity that it gives me is that it makes me want to throw up. And it's not a judgment on them. Again, I don't know what other people value, but having it so close to me and available to me makes it clear to me that I would not trade this current bag of shit for any past bag of shit. It's all shit on the way to go get more shit. So why do we cling onto the shit we've been around for so long? Because we can't smell it anymore. We've learned to get accustomed to it. And I'm sorry for talking this crudely, but to get the point across, I can't help but feel like life is frozen in time if you don't trade your old shit for new shit. And again, people have families to support, and I don't know what keeps them in companies for 10, 15, 20 years. It's probably what kept me in the same industry for 15 years, even though I moved from company to company. It's just not knowing any better and not daring to explore the unknown. And like I've mentioned in a past episode and probably the past episode and many other episodes, the meaning of life is to find the meaning of life. And I don't see how staying in one place helps us find the meaning of anything other than what we've already figured out. Where is the discovery there? And maybe you have outside compensating activities from work and don't feel this void of contribution in your life because of something else that makes up for it. Kudos to you. I still believe 40, 50 hours a week that you do something is still a significant part of your life, but that's, again, it's on you. But for me, other than the current place I've been in for the past few years, where I've had this current stage in my life, this phase in my life post-career, I've never really had to ask myself what exactly it is that I want out of life. I left high school, went straight into a job, which I found nominal success in at regular periods, and that kept me in the same industry for 14 years. It wasn't until I left when I really had to be like, oh my God, what do I do with my life now? What skill should I pick up and want to stack on top of what I already have to open more doors for me? And what doors exactly do I want open for me? And what have I been neglecting that I've always wanted to do and be? And what would I be if I could be what I wanted? Well, then what do I want even? And I heard this recently to add to all these questions that I asked myself from Brendan Burchard. What questions will I ask myself at the end of my life? that I know I will assess my life through. What am I doing about those things? Because I know at the end of my life, I will ask those summation questions. What am I doing about those things so I can answer them well? And see, asking yourself all these questions almost feels like a luxury. Most of us have too much to do and too little time and too many people dependent on us for us to even consider that if what we're currently doing and waking up to every day is actually a reality that we want to play out 10,000 more times. 
And like me, we just sign up for the first job ever and the busyness of it and the ease of wherever it leads and the doors it just opens up tends to engulf our entire existence over a decade or more before we even look up and ask ourselves, is this even the road I want to be on? And because my only goal at the time was to earn money and stay busy and productive instead of being a bum and unemployed, which is what people expected of me, so maybe my goal was just to prove them wrong and somewhere prove myself wrong that I'm not a bum and can stay busy and have a job, I did just that. But that's so surface level and easily achievable, and I never had to and never went much deeper than that to just ask myself, well, okay, if you can earn money and be productive and employed doing anything else, if you can do other things and not be a bum, what exactly is it that you would want out of life that you want all this effort to serve? Because you're going to expend the effort anyway. None of the work I did for 14 years was without effort, without braving storms, without doing things that were uncomfortable. Whether that's at your job or even being a total bum is effortful and painful. And we've talked about the pain of idleness on episode 67, Freedom Facade. So if you're going to expend effort anyway, and at the end of your life, you're going to have all these expectations of yourself anyway that you hope you lived up to, then at what point should you take what you consider is this luxury and slow down and ask if the effort you are expending is actually contributing towards the overall goal of that final assessment of you that you will take. And what I realized, at least with having a job, especially as easy as it is to get one, that unless you are very clear about what the job that you are taking serves for you and how specifically it is a specific stepping stone towards the next job or career or as something that it might expose you to or help you learn faster while doing, unless you have that much clarity before you take a job, if all you're doing it for is to earn money and sustain your life, then all the job becomes is a way to delay your life, a way to delay yourself from answering these questions and fool yourself in the process that you are actually being productive. You might come home tired at the end of a hard, honest day's work and may truly deserve the time off and relaxation. But what I'm saying is if all that hard, honest work is misaligned towards what you truly want out of life, then every day serving that job is a disservice to the becoming of you. It's a pacifier to keep you calm and content while the years of your life evade you. And let me be clear, my problem isn't with having a job or being employed for someone else. I don't believe everyone should have their own business and I had zero ego when working for someone else. I think a good leader has to be a great follower. My main contention is with the absence of mind with which we approach the jobs and activities that we sign up for. And how seldom, how little we take the opportunity to take inventory of who we are and where we are 
And then on top of the realizations that come from that taking of inventory, how little courage we embody in making the risky, sometimes drastic changes to actually align our life's efforts with the goals we will expect from ourselves to serve. And if you know how your job fits into the grand scheme of your career, then by all means, stay there for a decade if it means the following decade is setting you up to reach your trajectory. But I'm afraid that just like me, very few of us are that intentional with our life. And very few of us take this much conscious control over what we're spending our life on. And it's not your fault because no one taught us any better. It was a source of pride for me to just be employed and have a six-figure income. And just having that was enough. I wasn't taught that you can have that doing anything. So you might as well be doing the things that fit you from what you want from yourself. And because I was never taught that, because I never had that belief, the tragedy of it is that I never even asked myself what I want. I never even gave myself the room to discover that. I never even realized that you can be that deliberate with your life, that you should be, that you are meant to be. And that meant that while I spent 14 years earning and achieving those social checkpoints of progress, that all the while I never made an inch of progress on who it is that I want to be. I never even thought to ask myself who it is that I want to be. I too thought that was a luxury. And I'm already excelling in this current line and current life, so why rock the boat? And that meant I, myself, who I actually am, went undiscovered for a decade and a half. It's like I'm just beginning to live now. And that's the real tragedy of it all that I want anyone listening to save themselves from. Here's the thing. We've talked about this. Whether you do something or you don't do something, you will regret both. That's the paradox of life. We will never be satisfied with either outcome. And someone else is on the other side of the grass without an entire career behind them that would trade their life with mine. My point is, either side is littered with chaos and tragedy. You don't get to pick a side without them. An option without them does not exist. You just get to pick the side. Which side of chaos you want. Which side of tragedy you prefer. So why not trade your chaos for one that is more in line with what you want for yourself? And again, even though neither side will be easy, the compensating factor of that chaos is that it's towards the general direction of who you want to become. It's compensating chaos in trade for your current chaos. I would make that trade any day of the week. Stay true, my family. Love you always. See you in the next show.